What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Middle call! Amy! I mean, that couldn't have gone any better for, uh, as you were telling me before the podcast, if you're the NFL, you wouldn't you draw up your season, your regular season ending on Sunday Night Football in prime time with a game that matters and having it finish? I mean, you, you, I, I don't think, John, it's physically possible for anything to be closer. Yeah, there's a reason why the NFL is king and every other sport is just in a distant, I don't know, like you could just start at one and then the next starts at like five, you know? <laughs> that's what it feels right like right now. That game, the the ending, like you said, you physically can't finish any closer. How big it feels just again when those two teams are on the field and you're like in just Seattle in a big game, the Niners brand, the fucking jersey, you know, the, the white unis. That was uh, that was an exhilarating night, guy. That was an exhil- as as you said yeah. today. I think you put it perfectly. The day felt a little AAF ish. Just it like did. I felt like I was watching, I was watching Red Zone today, and I'm like, what is this? Well, you got like AJ McCarron diving in for touchdowns, and you got like Will Will Greer yeah. starting for the Jags. You just got a little too much of that shit all over my television. You know, Case Keenum like diving left and right, like I. I, oh, I appreciate Ryan Fitzpatrick playing the Patriots or whatever, but when I when I got to watch AJ McCarron against the Titans in a game that Nance and Romo are calling in Week 17 when to get in, I'm like, fuck, I'm I, this just day felt weird. It, it really did. Yeah, yeah, it ended right. Uh, wild thriller, John. That's just the nature of like wild thriller. When you're playing today, this was the only game, guy, where both teams were playing for something. A lot. I mean, they're both. Seattle was playing for the three seed, and the Niners are the division fucking champs. That, that's I. I never would have guessed they would have been the division champs at the beginning of the year. You know, I thirteen and three division champs. That's I, I wouldn't say it was a hail mary. I guess it was conceivable, but damn, and it was a lot harder. It's it, it, that was the most difficult thirteen and three season I've ever witnessed. I've witnessed some 13-3, 14-2. Like the Ravens, 
fucking been on cruise control for like two months, just kicking the shit out of people. It's like, oh, yeah, we went 14 and 2. <laughs> the Niners feels like they just climbed, got to Mount Everest. And if they didn't get to the peak, they were going to fall and just die to the bottom. And they fucking, yeah, they yeah. made the summit with like, if, if, if it would have been one more second, they just would have died of, you know, frostbite or dehydration or whatever. Because usually that's how it feels like. Oh, they got 10 and 6. They just got in. It was just a war. It's not 13 and 3 doesn't look like that, does it? That was insane. The whole, the whole like, last two months were just crazy. They played in some crazy-ass yeah, like, games, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's um, like the home run race in the steroid era where, like, the guy that finishes third blows by Babe Ruth and Roger Maris. Like, just just getting there isn't good enough. I'll say you this. You get there and then some. I agree. crazy. I agree. I, Seattle, like, for the last eight years have, have played in games like that. What would you say? Eight to ten a year? They play in a lot of crazy ass games. Well, they what was the stat? 10, one, 10 single possession games this year or something like that. That was a stat tonight that they said. I mean, I'd yeah, be, I'd believe it. Was like it. a best, most in thirty years or something. I don't even know. Well, their point differential. Right. It feels like I, we've talked more point differential this year than any before. Because usually, if you're a thirteen and three team or twelve and four team, your point differential is just really high. You know, like one fifty plus. Like the Niners is super high. Seattle's was yeah. hovering around like 25, you know, 30, 20. You're like, yeah, they're just, they're just one of those teams where you're like, are they not good? But you leave them and you go, I respect the shit out of them. Jesus Christ. Pete and Russ, if I see one more analytical Twitter, be like, Pete Carroll doesn't know what he's doing. Stop running the ball. Shut the fuck up, analytical Twitter. Like, I, I see more Pete's an idiot, I swear to God, guy, than... Really? I see a lot of it. Now, I do follow a lot of analytical Twitter, and they, they think Pete's a village idiot. But they think all coaches that don't do exactly what the spreadsheet says is an idiot. But it's like, how can Pete, Pete be an idiot? Uh, all right, before we get any further into this, by the way, let's remind people also tomorrow, Monday, so maybe today, depending on if you're listening to this, Monday, we are uh, doing terrestrial radio again. Our three-day terrestrial tour concludes from 2 to 6 p.m. on KNBR. Um, Monday. So 2 to 6 p.m., KNBR, Ham Radio. Catch us there. I mean, they got to funnel us like Jimmy G or Kyle on a day like that, right? Partners. I know there's Mayoko will be there. <laughs> I mean, Brenton Jones, who last time we interviewed Brent Jones, he was fantastic. I know that. He is the man. Thankfully, uh, this was not a Booger-McFarlane game, so Brent won't take any shots at Booger. No. Uh, Snot Rocket or whatever like he did, a, Like he did. A, yeah, that's right. Loogie. Um, Loogie. I think he called them both. <laughs> he did. Before we get any further, John, let's just tell the people, thank you for listening, by the way, as we're recording this on a Sunday night. Um, this podcast brought to you in part by Upstart. Between hitting the gym, maybe eating a little better, learning a new skill... There's a lot of ways we can better ourselves in the new year, but I can't think of one that's more important than starting the new year off tackling high-interest credit card debt. That's why our friends at Upstart.com are here to help. Upstart, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off the high-interest credit card debt. Guy, Upstart.com slash ham. I I don't know about you, but I, I got a decent amount of credit card debt. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. I, I believe that about myself as well. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Uh, the best part, guy, is once the loan is approved and accepted, 
Most people get their funds the next business day. The next business day, over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit card debts to meet their financial goals. Free yourself of the burden of high interest credit card debt, guy. You got to do it. We know a lot of you guys out there are burdened. This is an expensive place to live. You live in Northern California, and these taxes are just astronomical. You got to try to keep up with the Joneses. I feel you. So see why Upstart.com is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry up to Upstart.com slash ham. Upstart.com slash ham to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. Yep, Upstart.com slash ham. Podcast also brought to you by MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Uh, I don't remember what the Niners odds to win the division were at the beginning of the season, but... Now that the playoffs I, I are here. I think I was like 6-1. to one. I, I almost put $100 on it. I vividly remember looking at it, and I, I'm kind of uh, kicking myself now. Well, don't kick yourself in the postseason, John. Up uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. They will uh, match your first deposit 50% up to 1000 bucks if you want to accept it. You don't have to, but either way, use that promo code. We get the credit. We appreciate the love and support. Well, guy, there's no better weekend to gamble, really, than these first two weekends. Uh, on mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. I'm looking right now to see if they have the playoff games up. They don't quite yet that I can see. But the games, I mean, we got, we already got four games this weekend. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. We got a national championship game. You seen the line on that national championship game yet? If you're, uh, Yeah, I saw it was. We got looking at it right now. I think it's LSU, like a little less than a touchdown, right? Maybe six or something? Uh, football lines. I'm looking right now. I don't know why my thing's screwing up. What would you guess it is? Yeah, I'd guess four or five. Uh, I mean, we do have a lot of bowl games this week, right? I mean, we got Texas, Utah, Michigan, Alabama. You got Minnesota, mm. Auburn, Wisconsin, Oregon. Give me Alabama to cover. How about, how about Oregon plus three? Yeah, I like uh, it. Do, do you have a line on Alabama? Yeah, seven. Cover. Clemson plus five and a half. Okay. I mean, Joe Burrow looks like Jesus in an LSU uniform right now, so I don't really know what you do. We got so bowl games, playoff games, mybookie.ag, best place to gamble. Futures. This week they'll have futures for the Super Bowl, futures for the NFC and AFC. It, it, it doesn't get any better. Mybookie.ag. And just looking at Kittle on the TV right now, he has a he has a shirt that just has a quote that just says "Feels great, baby." That's how it feels when you win a bet at mybookie.ag promo code ham one. Feels great, baby. His shirt guy says, uh, and how it feels feel, feels like, great, baby." And then it just says Jimmy G, like quote Jimmy G. You, uh, I, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's fantastic, actually. You know, you had a great tweet. I thought uh, nearing the end of the game as uh, Russell Wilson was driving to inevitable victory, which was, this is one or two things for the 49ers. Just an exhilarating all-time win or an absolutely gut-wrenching defeat. And to have that game be the line between a one seed and a wild card, so much on the line. Um, I mean, this team has been tested a lot on their way to being the NFC champs on their way to being the number one, or the NFC West champs and the number one seed. It's pretty impressive. Because I started thinking, like, if they lose this game, I'm going to think the two best teams in the NFC are the Saints and one of the wild card teams. They belonged, I think, John, they belonged to be the number one team in the NFC, didn't they? Guy, if the Packers, That's who they were. If the Green Bay Packers 
that took every minute today to beat David Blau. I mean, Detroit was kicking their ass. Ended up to be the one seed. It kept hitting. By the way, my David mind. Blau, who not bad. David actually. Blau at one point, yeah, but at one point looked like you almost got knocked out of the game and stayed in the game. It was kind of like nuts. Well, well, I think the last couple of years. But sorry, don't, I interrupted. Your yeah, point. C- your, C- C- I don't think we're as locked in on CT as we once were when Will Smith was making movies. <laughs> if you notice, like Edelman came back in. But it kind of hit me like Seattle, because if Seattle had won that game, they would have had to play next week. They would have been the three seed. Like I was watching today, Sean Payton on. He's like, yeah, they just beat the shit out of whoever the fuck they played, uh, Carolina. And he's like, you know, kind of sucks. You know, we got to wait. It's out of our control. Like, we don't really know what's going to happen. And I'm thinking, if you're him right now, you're like, oh my God, Seattle's going to score. I'm going to be the two seed. And I'm like, the Niners, who it's. Even if they would have been a twelve and four team, I've never seen a twelve and four team have to just play that many crazy games to get twelve wins. It just would have been nuts. It would have been fucking insane. But then you're watching Russell Wilson just make all these plays. It felt like it was going to happen. After I tweeted the tweet about the gut wrenching loss or insane victory, I then tweeted let them score because at about one thirty, I thought. I know it's not the Belichick way. You stay calm, cool, and collected. Well, I don't. I freak the fuck out. I, I was thinking let him score. And good thing I would have been wrong. Now, it just... Because it's like, it's it's double-edged sword to me. You're like, you know, when coaches go, well, the defense has brought us this far. We got to go down with them. And it's another thing like, well, they just, they're gassed. Russell is just, I, I don't think they punted in like the last four possessions because it had been touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. They scored all their points in the second half. Looked like he was headed for another touchdown. I don't know who he's throwing it to. I haven't even... Even Al Michaels is like, to Tyler Lockett. Or no, Collinsworth says that. And Michaels is like, no, that's actually John Haberman from Hawaii. No, you had it right the first time. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I, I can't even follow who's out there because these guys keep dropping like flies. And then they show uh, Akella Weatherspoon on the sideline and Collinsworth's like, I don't know what, did he get dinged up? No, Chris, he got fucking benched because he's been getting smoked. And and God love 41, Emmanuel Mosley. But even like, you know, he's trying his damnedest. But, and luckily, like where the Niners were lucky today is that the guy over there is DK Metcalf and not like uh, they have an established player. Like, can you imagine if that was Doug Baldwin or Julio? They It would have been unstoppable. But like DK still kind of figuring it out too. But he has these moments where he's got the pacifier and he's got the Barry Bonds ear, and you're like, God, this guy's a badass. <laughs> and I thought they were just going to keep throwing it to him. He's just going to score. Well, they had, it felt they hadn't, uh, was the pass to him, I think, was the first incompletion of that drive, it felt like. The one that went through his hands when they got down into the, into the red, well, they got to the Niners 12. Well, what about a couple 10. plays before that where they hit him? And he was kind of like hugging the sideline. He realized like, I'm going to take Mosley for a little ride here. And he kind of took him for like four yeah. or five yards. I was like, oh my God, I would just keep doing that. And he'll just run him over eventually like two more plays into the end zone. There's nothing you can do. It crossed my mind as a Robert Sala Jr. Thinking like, can you do a double team on the other side? Or have like a fake, you know, like one of those rovers or robbers. And just have a guy that you don't think is going to be there. And, you know, that comes across and, like, plays the underneath route. And then it's one of those things that Peter King writes about tomorrow. He's like, I talked to Robert Sala. We just kind of drew this thing in the dirt. I told Fred Warner to fake like you were going to blitz and then shoot to the corner and you pick it off. That's what I kind of kept expecting them to do. But did you notice on that final drive, before even they got to, like, the 12, 
Warner was blitzing every single play. Like, they were just trying to get, like, I think Bosa and their D-line yeah, they, in, in one-on-one matchups, and so they couldn't double-team them. But when you blitz Warner, it kind of opens up a lot of grass there in the middle. <laughs> you know, I know it's turf there, but is it turf? I think it's well, turf. you could see before every snap. It's turf. You could see before every snap, there was a ton of – just the field looked massive. It didn't look like there were a lot of guys out there not on the line of scrimmage for the 49ers. What you, you think about that aggressive? Like what do you think about 10. that aggressive nature? Because a lot of times it's like coaches aren't being aggressive enough. He was he wasn't fucking around. Yeah. He was bringing the heat. Well, I think most of the passes Russell threw once they got in the red zone were either for the exception of the quicker. pass he threw to yeah just a little early. I I thought they did a really good job. And it, I, Nick Bosa this year has been a absolute textbook example of why just going by sacks don't tell you how much pressure a guy gets and obviously you know we've got other metrics i guess for that now but i they just made russell throw a few times multiple right. times or earlier than he wanted to and he wasn't able to get out of the pocket and make anything happen which is part of what was terrifying well, he's about not he they're lucky he's not really looking to run really anymore like lamar type because he probably could have but i just mean even like earlier in the game he threw like the touchdown yeah, yeah. he threw where he almost crossed the line of scrimmage to lock it. Um, what a throw that was! Jesus. You know, and then he threw the, he threw the one ball. He threw. They got the fourth down fast in the red zone, didn't they? Because he throws the one ball where uh, Metcalf runs into Greenlaw, and they're just and all of a sudden it's fourth down. Well, like, I, oh, I, I think when, I think where most I would say the majority of coaches in Robert Salas position, and maybe Kyle's telling them like, "Hey, you got the my green light. Fucking go after him. You don't blitz because." You know, the coaching cliche is when you go all out, you leave your guys on an island, and their guy on an island on the one side, like, no one even looks at Richard Sherman. They don't even, you know, he's right. Like, his side is just shut down. (laughs) Did they even fucking throw at him? They just throw at the other side nonstop. The only time you saw him is when he came up to, like, tackle running You could make the argument, like, why would you waste your time? And they didn't. Sometimes I think coordinators kind of outthink it. Once they got it going, he only looked left. It was just left, 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 left. And in fairness, most times it was like complete, 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 complete. The Niners, and this definitely showed on those big plays at the end, the one that kept them at the one-yard line and then the one that ended the game. They, and I tweeted this during the game, I swear to God, I, and part of this is I look at DBs kind of soft because when I, when I worked in Philly, our DBs didn't tackle. They hated tackling. And if you just watch the league, most DBs, and I talk corner specifically, but in 2000, in this game, in modern day football, you do a lot of college football. There aren't just like, not, when I say DBs, it's really corners. There are three or four corners in a spread out game on the field at all times. Like, you notice number 24, Quan Williams, is like a full time starter. He is, he's on the field at all times. And Jimmy Ward is really a hybrid. To me, their only quote unquote true safety is Harris. Right, the other guys are all pretty much corners. I mean, Jimmy's—I guess he plays safety, but to me, he's like got the corner body, but he plays like a safety. Then Richard tackles, Mosley tackles. He doesn't cover very well, but Witherspoon tackles, Quan tackles. Obviously, their linebackers tackling, and at the end of the day, they're division champs, guy, because they—they they tackle and they're—they're they're very physically ta- a physical tackling team. Like if—if if they just would have been a softer tackling team. They fucking the gate. We're, we're having a completely different podcast, are we not? Like that. Little, yeah, but 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 it's a whole different season because they they don't give up a lot of runs after the catch. No, 
that's just part of that team. That team, just the one thing you say for them is when there's somebody in the area, there's usually another guy in the area too. Just, also, right? Multiple, bodies get hit, and usually the guy just falls forward. But that all gas, no the guy that literally saved him on those two plays. Like, what would you say the percentage of the in the NFL that guy scores against like a backup linebacker in that position? I mean, we just saw it in the Julio in the Falcons game. Like, it's crazy that we've seen that play twice. Well, we got the. The difference in that game is that Julio was like erect when he caught it and was a little closer to the line. Like this guy was kind of farther away when he caught it, was he not? Yeah, I'm just saying we just had two. I mean, and we had it on their two point conversion earlier in the game for the. What do you think when Collinsworth is like? All the players are on the field. I was like, God, are they going to throw like flags? Or is there going to be delays of games? And like, yeah. is there going to be a redo? Like, but they, but once you realize he's down, then they go to the replay. None of that down. shit matters. I think the part that was the freakiest was when Terry Austin chimes in after the third down play when Greenlaw, when Hollister runs into Greenlaw and forces him to grab him, is Terry Austin's like, I'm surprised they're not buzzing down, stopping this play, reviewing for pass interference. And I'm like, oh my God. And then Russell does like a fake hut hut, you know, and they don't snap the ball. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to stop this game. And then they snap the ball, but um, I would say that, that to me was here's the reason I don't feel bad about that is because on the Niners possession, when the the backup center is clearly just trying to make a play, is not taking a cheap shot, yeah. can't hear anything. Because when Kyle's losing his shit, I'm thinking, oh, Kyle knows they held, but then I thought, like, well, they just ran a run play. How are they going to hold? I'm like, this is not really adding up. And then when you see it, you go, that's. That's why I think the karma on that last on that third down play they just are washed those two plays because you agree that one's kind of tricky shit to call the play he can't fucking hear the he can't hear the the whistle he's he wasn't taking like going for his knees he was cut blocking him because it's a, it's a like an end around which looked for a split second like the thing was going to take go to the house and then all of a sudden the Griffin brother makes his tackle out of nowhere it's like is it was that Richard Sherman what the fuck just happened that was that was sneaky best play of the game up until the last two plays well. Did, did you, you know, not think, like, thought, oh, Debo's taking this about 30 yards? Well, I, did, yeah, I texted yeah, you. I don't know how that play didn't go for 25 yards. I know. Um, Great tackle by may, You know, maybe there's – I don't know. Well, time will tell, right? The, the playoffs have to play themselves out, and the Seahawks aren't going away. But I don't know. I, I Part of me wonders, listening you talk about the Niners tackling uh, and then talking about the Debo play, will we look back as – it, will this game have any greater significance five years from now? You look back and say that was that was the, the, the symbolic day the Niners took the NFC West back because Seattle's obviously owned it. The Rams have borrowed it a couple times. Um, but there's so many—I just—they they stand toe-to-toe with that team. And obviously there are similarities in the way that everybody tackles, just the way that everybody plays. Um, the kind of football we were afraid for a few years might disappear. Those two teams play. Like, it's— the Niners are a completely different team from the ones that Harbaugh used to run out there, and yet the games with the Seahawks look exactly the same. Well, their defensive coordinator knows how to play that type of football. Obviously, Kyle, for being an offensive guy, is a tough guy because he wants to run the football. Um, the two games they've played have been two of the best games of the year in the league. Yeah, and they've looked almost identical, just in terms of how the game gets played. I just. I don't know. Maybe it was big. Maybe it was something symbolic, just about the passing of the torch in the West. 
To me, the passing of the um, torch would be a little strong because Seattle will come, like, you know, have an offseason of just getting more players. They're pretty banged up right now. Like, they're yeah, going to keep I'm, being I'm, good. Well, time, time will tell. Time will to, tell. To me, but, I, think it, I think it was more or less of a passing of the torch. You're right. It might end up being one. And more of a just, like, this is going to be something again. Like, this – you this if Seattle had won this game, I hate to say it, like, yeah, you have a rivalry, but it's a one-fucking-sided rivalry. This isn't a back-and-forth thing. That would have been, guy – they were up 13-0 at half. They got the ball at half. That would have been one of the more... Like, when I tweeted gut-wrenching losses, I, I just didn't have the time to... That would have been one of the worst 49er losses, given how they were in complete control on the road. Seattle's given fourth and one plays to Marshawn off the couch. That would have been beyond a gut-wrenching loss. That that would have been... I, 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 I don't know. I would have been speechless. Like, that, they would have been fucked because I... I, I don't know. It would have been bad. It would have been really bad. Because also the domino effect of not getting home games. Now they're set up where, you know, they're going to get Seattle or Philly. I mean, we might get round three if Seattle beats Philly. But, you know, they're going to have a good shot good shot to, you know, probably win a home game and then just host the NFC Championship game. And then from there it's gravy. But it's even though I say that now, it's not. That's not how it works, right? People are like, if you're winning that game at halftime, you're thinking Super Bowl. So it's just, it's just right. the, the evolution. But... Winning this That's game, right. getting you, the one seed, getting the home nothing. Can, like, how would you put into words? Let's say Seattle would have won that game, knowing you were up thirteen to nothing at half, thirteen to nothing at half, and just kicking their ass. Is that more? Yeah, than I mean, it would have been. It yep. it would have been the lowest point, as crazy as it sounds, because you're getting ready for a playoff game. But I think it would have been the lowest point for the 49ers since. They got Garoppolo. Now it's all relative because they were bad. Yeah. But I think it would have been it would have felt like the worst thing that's happened to them since they got Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying it would have actually been the worst thing that happened to them. They're about to play in a playoff game, but I think that's. I mean, what's happened? Because since they got Jimmy, everything's felt I think pretty good, and then Jimmy got hurt, and that sucks. And maybe you would argue that's worse. That would be worse, but. By and large, everything's just been kind of like, all right, we're working toward, working toward. Nothing's really stopped them in their tracks. How about there was – That would have been – There was one play, I think, on the final drive, and Collinsworth did a good job of explaining it because I kept thinking, like, how is this guy doing it? I've watched – if I had to quantify how many Russell Wilson snaps I've watched in my life, I mean, probably 2,500. I mean, it was 60 a game. I've watched 100 – you know, feels like 100-plus Seattle games. On that play where the pocket kind of collapses and he goes low, <laughs> like he's like a Altuve, you know, like he bends his knees and then he shoots through to kind of climb in the pocket and just arms kind of go over him. You're like, this guy is a little magician. You know, how he bends his knees and he gets, because he's already 5'11", when he bends his knees, because typically when the Niners collapse that pocket, especially 91, like you see 91's arms a lot. Because they're really long. He typically, like a Mason Rudolph, a Rodgers, just pocket quarterback, Breeze. He can grab. They can't grab that guy. They cannot grab that guy. Because he's like ducking and dodging while he's keeping his eyes. There's Has there ever been a player like him? Has there ever been a player that's like a rival of another team? And maybe it's just us on the West Coast. There's not much hatred. Like if this was Giants-Eagles, they would like hate the Russell Wilson. But I think most Niner fans are like, to be honest with you, I think Russell Wilson is my favorite player in the league. I think if you ask most Niner fans, they would just love Russell Wilson, the player. Like, they they want to beat him, 
but the respect, like his respect level, like most, if you ask most Warrior fans, like I fucking listen, Harden's great, but I can't stand him, fucking motherfucker. You know, so LeBron, he just wears me out. Just shut up, LeBron. Where I think it's like Russell, and again, like we don't have to listen to him. There's no, pre- we don't get Russell Prescott. Yeah, I running. think it's. I think a lot of it come is just stuff you do outside of the way you play. Plus, he's terrified. How do you talk shit to him? What do you say about him? You just you hope he doesn't notice you're there. I mean, he get he. Have they ever played a player in our got, lifetime that's a that's a better foe? I feel maybe Favre in his prime in the nineties. Have the 49ers? Yeah, yeah. I mean. He's just such a. He's just doing it over and over again with teams that you're like, who, who are these guys? Like you said earlier, he gets he turns the ball. The ball is on his own 25 yard line, and then it's on your 30 so fast. It doesn't even hit any big plays, but you can't get to him. You're all. That's the other thing about him. I think is that you almost get him a lot, and so that's what makes it frustrating. Well, that that was it's the not play, like they that just, was the play where he throws a touchdown. They called a hold, and he had ducked under and yeah. threw a beautiful pass, and I was like. Listen, it's just a as an old scout. I'm like that. That makes you cream in your pants. Like that's that pass, and I know it was a hold, but just the thing of beauty. And he hits the guy perfectly in stride, where his leg has to drag perfectly in the corner. Not even the corner of the end zone. It's like the middle of the end zone, but up against the white. It's like that's football porn. <laughs> you know, that's if Jimmy could ever get to that, like the Niners would never lose. Like they would. And Jimmy's already Jimmy went 18 and 22. It was awesome tonight. But like his high end. I mean, Rodgers doesn't really have it anymore. Brady's never done that. It's different. Brady just looks, and Manning and that style looks different. There's just, I don't think, ever been a player like that. And now he's kind of mastered it all. Like, he's truly just in the zone, you know, of just... Yeah, well, you just just remember that. Just remember this next time you're like, oh, their, their players suck and the Niners players are all good, you know? It's like, God damn it, but they got that guy. Well, I know, that's where it... Because I kept saying, everyone, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to cover, which they did. And, and then it's 13 to nothing, and it looks like, here we go. Game, I'm like, this isn't, I'd go live on Instagram at halftime. I'm like, this thing's over. They get the ball at half. I'm like, I'm feeling good. And then by about the second, the Marshawn touchdown, you're like, Jesus Christ, this this is insane. This is insanity. How did I bet against this guy? By the time they had the ball in the final drive, I, I did anyone. They were going to lose, John. They were going to lose. Did anyone believe they were going to win? It was going to take something, not, and it did. They got the delay of game on the one-yard line, or else they lose the game. Marshawn Lynch jumps in on the next. What's funny about that? I think is the they play get the delay. Is crazy because they got a guy hurt and he has to limp down. That is crazy, but they spike the ball, and it's like it's going to be fine. Now, yeah, you're right. That play gets forgotten because it's a fourth down that they pick up to want to to the guy from the Yankees or Shella and the third baseman Hawaii and. Working. And then George Fan did doesn't he just look get, just like Tyler Lockett and his numbers one number lower, totally. And 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 you don't even realize it because you can't see him on the screen so far back. And Collinsworth is like they got a man down on the field, and I'm like who has a man down on the, which team? And then it's like Fan. Well, then he comes running in there in an incredible display of toughness. Did you think for they a split the second ball. they would do like a Marino fake spike deal, or you just thought they were going to spike? Because I was like, I thought they might. I, I thought they were going to sneak it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be like careful frenetic. here. We're just thinking they're just uh, waving the white flag for a play. If I can keep your head on a swivel, why not just why not just sneak it in, right? And I, honestly, uh, if he hadn't been hurt, I think they might have. But you could you couldn't risk doing like you got one of your offensive linemen limping. It was a little discombobulated, and it, that discombobulation, also, like you said, led to this delay of game that saved their season. So, 
so they get to the late game, and you can see. I, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have hotel, any time I, I couldn't rewind it. I couldn't rewind it. Uh, but I could swear Pete said what everybody says when their team gets a delay a game from the one yard line, which is we got more space now. I, I'm pretty sure that's what Pete said, reading his lips. But I couldn't rewind to see. Now we got more space, and he kind of smiled. But it's like, but they had to call Marshawn off the field. Yeah, never came back. But he was getting the ball so, there, right? He was getting the ball there. He he was going over the top. I kept thinking. You know, Greenlaw, whoever tried to meet him up at the top the first time, you're gonna need two you're gonna need Harris as well. So both those guys to me are gonna have to get over the center, like five yards back, and just attempt to time it and and vault themselves into the air and just take your chances because I And hope that, that there's no bootleg, nakeds or nudes. But even if it, you that's where Bosa and those guys come in for the nakeds and nudes, you are gonna have to sell out two bodies in the air for Marshawn. Marshawn yeah. winning the game, that would have been. I kept thinking that's going to be the story tomorrow. Like Marshawn jumps over the fucking. The, I actually thought the Niners had a little lucky they didn't give it to the rookie a little more. He had a little juice to him, Homer. And yeah. just, you know, Robert Turbin didn't get in the game. Then Marshawn hit a couple of the runs. It does speak. I mean, he's. People are like, he still has it. Well, yeah, I mean, this guy. Was a top 15 pick. He's like one of the truly great athletes in American sports over the last modern era in any sport. Like, it's not, he can still jump. You know, he's. What are he's going to feel like Monday, though? He still looks the same. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a, you think he's going to like lose 30 pounds? You know, he's, just, he's a genetic freak. Everyone acknowledges that. You just kind of had to pick your space with him. The, the play was it in the second half. Can't even remember now. Or in the first half. I think it was the second half where they ran it on fourth and one. Bosa throws Hollister, tackles him, and stuffs him. He's just like, I don't know if he has it. And then he just kind of kept picking up steam. God damn. I just want a fucking ending. Holy shit. That's that's as wild of an ending. I think also when you – like we've had wild endings in football games forever. But I don't remember – and again, I'm probably prisoner of the moment and my memory just sucks – this was a week 17, both teams playing for the division, one team for the one seed, one team for the three seed for home field games. Like, what was on the line in this game was just astronomical. Like, it wasn't – it just – it was so much more on the line in this game. than And it gets back to, like, talking about the AAF day that we had. There wasn't anything on the line for any teams. For once, once, like, the Titans were winning and then the Eagles came back, like, those were the only games that mattered. No other games meant shit, and, and it showed. Yeah, This game got sloppy start, but by the second half, you felt like you were watching a heavyweight fight. And, and the fighter that's like the Niners feel kind of like the champion in the sense that they're better, but it's like Seattle had been a former champion, maybe a little bit of a shell of themselves, but, God, they're like Rocky. It's like I, I, they, they were kind of like Rocky. It's like you didn't think you were going to kill them. They just kept getting up, kept taking shots. I thought it was interesting at halftime that – um, Kyle Shanahan said we we haven't scored enough points. We, thir- having 13 points is not good enough for us. Like we should have more points. Like he kind of knew that they were leaving something on the table. We we haven't even talked about Jimmy. Well, there was a point in in the first half on a fourth and one. They ended up kicking a field goal. I'll, I'll give I'll hat tip to Robbie Gold. I I didn't know he could still hit field goals right down the middle, but he did tonight. 
And Marcus Thompson was tweeting, like, this is you know, this is a big boy game. Like, you might want to go for it, keep the foot to the pedal. And then at the end, he was like, see, I told you guys when it looked like they were going to lose. I was like, God, you might have been right. But I, I always struggle with that in big games. Like, I like to get conservative when it comes to points because I think points come at a premium. And as you see, this the game is 26 to 21 or whatever the final score. It's not 38 yeah. to 35. You know, like, every point matters. That's why I'm anti the two-pointer. Now, again, the two-pointer would have felt a lot better that final drive. but Yeah, and it didn't really hurt them, ultimately. See, aren't you a big believer in conservative points in a, in a big game? Yeah. When you've got, especially when the other team hasn't scored. So you just, just keep stacking up. If you've got to stack up some field goals, just stack them up. Just, just, just take them. Just take them. Just take them. And yeah, it feels like a win for them, but just take them. Especially when you factor in, like, if we get... Because if they're not getting anything going, you help them. I know. It's... It's a devastating feeling when you go for it, and th- there is no worse feeling than you're kicking someone's ass, you're in control, you get extra aggressive when you're kind of playing with house money. And again, the house money is always cool when it's sitting right next to you, but until you cash it out, it's just chips. So they were playing with some house money, and they, to me, they made the right choice because, like you said, if they get stuffed on that fourth and one, Maybe Seattle gets you know gets some momentum, gets a point, you know, maybe kicks a field goal at halftime and it's ten three instead of thirteen nothing, you know. thirteen nothing is such an interesting score too, because it feels like you're in control, you've scored three times. But you're just a the point. second they score a touchdown, it's like the whole, it's a whole new ball game, and that's what happened. You know. They they get the, the and that's the other thing. Their two scoring drives too, the the Lockett touchdown to make it thirteen to seven was an eleven play drive. And then they get the, the Niners answer. Mostert scores a touchdown. It's 19-7. to You don't get the two-point. And then the Seahawks put another big drive together. It's a 14-play drive that Marshawn Lynch scored on. And now that you've got less than 10 minutes left in the game, it's a five-point game, and they've just put together two big-boy drives. But the Niners answer. I mean, they came back with a four-minute drive, and Mostert scores again. Um, Dude, so Jim, Jim, you know Jimmy was what seven of seven in the fourth quarter, eighteen of twenty-two for the game. He was pretty fucking good. Just, he was. Uh, I'll tell you, the guy now that I'm just can like you can just. Uh, this is not breaking news here, but I just know who here's who's showing up for the Niners game. At least one running back, whichever one Kyle feels like. George Kittle. Debo Samuel, like those guys are just gonna. They're just whatever you need. Like they're just gonna. They're gonna do it. Debo Samuel is. Well, you watched. I mean, I think they made the. They were right in taking that guy over DK Metcalf. But AJ Brown. AJ Brown's good. <laughs> but I think Debo no, does no, so no, much no. for them. Yeah, it, you couldn't. It's easy to do it now. Though AJ Brown looks pretty special. But what Debo does for him, I, they're both. What sweet. Debo does for them, I would just say, like, I think one guy who's really had a win this year, John, is Kyle Shanahan, the personnel guy, like. I know Juszczyk only had one catch today, but it was a massive freaking catch. It was a 50-yard catch. Yeah, they ran a go-route go to the fullback. Who I know. Do, who so, does that? And, and when you watch uh, but, it, you're like, yeah, I, Collins were – but it's like he's – Yeah, I know. It's so hard for me to – like, yeah. he's just not – Let's not act like he's it's Lorenzo so Neal out there. He's like, special. Yeah. No shot It's like the guy that, that scored a touchdown. Not the guy that scored a touchdown for the Patriots today, right? Yeah, I mean, it's um, – right. Like, this is a pretty but, unique but, player. But yeah, so they they just they weren't ready yet to use them when they were bad. But now they're good and he's good. And well, clearly, they, Debo, it wasn't just let's get the best receiver. Let's get the guy that I can do the most stuff with, right? 
So well, one one reason you can't win in Seattle, and you look back at like the Kaepernick games, you can't win up there with your quarterback in, in a game like tonight, going fourteen to twenty seven, and with missed multiple third down passes, like skipping them. You're fucked. You lose. You lose. It's that simple. You lose. Where Jimmy, their guy just, doesn't make enough mistakes. Yeah, I mean Jimmy, was he borderline perfect? Like. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if he could have played much better. I, I really don't. I mean, he was, he was awesome. I, I thought the big winners tonight were. It's, be, I, you already know George Kittle's a superstar, but it's like you see him in this environment, you're like, he is so elite. You know, it says he, his eliteness is on a different level. You brought up a good point, Kyle Shanahan, the personnel guy, because think about why Bosa and Debo are on this team, because they miss on a couple guys, right? Solomon's a whiff. Pettis is a whiff. If you told me that Pettis, they didn't even bring Pettis, I, I'd believe you. I, I mean, it's, if, if you told me Pettis, they cut him three weeks ago and it just hasn't hit the wire yet, I'd believe you. But it doesn't even matter. Well, I was, I know they did only because I saw a photo on Instagram of like all the receivers wearing robes for the plane flight. And he was one of them. I, I just, I, I can't get over. Like, I, I get it with Debo. Like, you just kind of know early on with a, with a young, skilled guy. You're like, God, this guy's got something. So, it's just now he gets better and better. But to me, how good Nick Bose is, I texted a buddy for the Chiefs, and I was like, bro, I think he's the best rookie I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not – I mean, just like how good he is right as a rookie and how much they depend on him. It's different than Alden because Alden got to kind of ease in. Like, he just got to be nickel pass yeah. rushers. They're just depending on Nick right. Bosa. Just carry us like your fourth-year Khalil Mack. And he's like, yeah, no biggie. He's tossing yeah. people, chasing Never pl- when does he? When does Russell ever get chased down by Niners? Besides, like, Navarro Bowman. Never played, uh, never played 17 weeks of football? Well, tough. We're going to need you to play every snap, basically. I, I, thought I, mean, he, really, I, I thought he was beyond special tonight. Just his effort, his relentlessness, how just – talented he is like his his play speed guy is stupid like it's i'd say that jumps out with debo and nick uh, we know how fast kittle is but even sometimes he shocks you like on that end around he like makes ziggy miss you're like jesus kittle are you a fucking running back like gronk didn't do that but bosa's a couple pa- uh plays where he ran down russell it's like man I, I gotta tip my hat that's this i've been watching the nfl pretty closely now for about 10 plus years and that's that's $100 million shit right there. Like, that is elite. Like, that's just... I, I got to give this other guy credit, too, is Eric Armstead was just... You feel him. He's just all over the place. Him and Buckner are just coming. And then he's just Bosa's just flying around the edge. God, that was just... The elite players for the Niners stepped up. And, you, you know, Kittle carried him. Jimmy carried him. Bosa carried him. And that was ultimately the difference. Like, it's just kind of Russ. K.J. Wright had a couple tackles where you went, Is that Ray Lewis? You know, he's it's, it's like, Kyle, let's, let's cut out the uh, the quick screens there. He's going to kill someone. But ultimately, the, the <laughs> Seattle, to me, didn't it feel like Seattle was less, like, clowny and just their names and just more just the team? You know, it was Russ and just kind of the team. Where the Niners, it was yeah. just individuals just going above and beyond just being, you know, I was the number two pick in the re- for a reason. I come from fucking Ohio State. I, I'm going to dominate. And that's what he did. I'm from I'm from South Carolina, where I should have played at Georgia or Alabama. I'm a dominant player. Doesn't it also show you like even the teams in the SEC that win like six games, they still got players like that. I mean, holy hell! Does South Carolina even make a? Yeah, it's uh, 
Uh, I don't. I, I know. don't. Think, I don't think they did. What was the game they played? Who did they beat? They did beat Georgia this year. Was that the game that I'm thinking of? Yeah, it was a big upset they had. But then, but then after that, they lost like four straight games. I remember seeing a headline like, "Is Muschamp safe?" He oh, that's game. right, because Muschamp and Kirby Smart was the sweatiest combination of coaches in one game, bursting through their long sleeve hood uh, sweatshirts, just hair over their foreheads like they're both frat boys, screaming, sweaty. The they, I mean, they looking—they're the same visors. Thing. Well, they're both. <laughs> they I, really are. It's like it's like Saban puts his defensive coordinators in the machine, and they come out just looking like that guy. Like it could be Kirby, Schmerby, you know, uh, Will, Willie. They they just look the same guy. I think they both played guy safety at Georgia. I I, I know Kirby did. I'm pretty sure Muschamp did too. He might have played at Alabama, but they're both like overachieving white Fox guy safety, safety, John. In like 1992, <laughs> they're the same human. How about how about uh, Dre Greenlaw fifth round pick? Pretty good. I mean, can this can this team draft linebackers? Fred Warner. Isn't it amazing when you win? We haven't said Ruben Foster all year long. Part of it, he yeah. hasn't played either. But you just forget about him. Well, and I also think part of it is they just were, they're like you know what we'll get some other linebackers then fine. I think that's a big part of it too. What's Belichick? You just Belichick just makes you forget about guys because he just replaces you with other functional players. And that's when you win, you just like, well, what about that third round guy that we took last year? Oh yeah, he's already cut. You know, you just it doesn't even matter. You know when that stuff matters? When you're like the Redskins or the Raiders, you're like, well, wait, we're six and ten. Wait, didn't, where's our first round pick? You just it doesn't all add up. But when you're just winning, you're like, oh, that's just fifth rounder making plays. Oh, just yeah, this undrafted free agent. Who's this Mozart guy? Oh, who gives a shit? Just give him the ball. That's we've been doing that with the Patriots for years. You have your core main guys, and then you just have your supplemental guys. Some may be your second round pick. Some may be undrafted free agents. Some may be the guys you trade. No one cares when you win. No one cares. It really winning is the great elixir because no one gives a shit. Like I saw Solomon Thomas in there for a couple plays, and he like slipped on one. I'm like God, because <laughs> obviously Bosa can't play every snap. He needs a like a breather, and they put 94 in. I was like Jesus, that looks ugly. But it, you won't hear it. You couldn't. You type in Solomon Thomas to, to Twitter. No one even tweeted about it. No one even noticed. It really winning is fucking powerful, man. It really is. And this, yeah. this, this, this I, I, franchise but, lost a lot of games the last five years. No, they have. But I, I also think I, I think it's even like even if they lost this game, I even before they were winning a lot this year, they just clearly had replaced those guys. Like Ruben, like Fred Warner was just good. And they had D four. They had signed guys. Drake Greenlaw has made. Now I think about it. Well, he made I mean, the big well, I guess, he made the big play in Seattle when he picked the ball or in San Francisco, right? Yeah, he's yeah he's made two huge plays in both these games. Well, one thing the Niners did a good job of. In, SEC guy. And a lot of teams are kind of you know transitioning through it right now. They have drafted these linebackers. They all look similar, right? Tall, linear, can run. They don't have any guys that are like, who was the white guy they had a year ago that was, or Chip used to play him from like Montana. It was like, oh my God, I can't take this guy anymore. I forget his name, but he was so stiff. You, you just can't play with those guys anymore just because how spread out the game gets. And all their linebackers, Greenlaw, I can never say the guy's name, Algier, 51. He's another just athletic guy. 
like really your linebackers, like Marcel Harris to me, kind of looks like a, the modern day linebackers. They all look just long, linear, can run. I can, ha- I honestly, guy, if you're telling me linebackers, like back when I first got the league, not that long ago, if you didn't weigh 250 pounds, it was kind of frowned upon. Honestly, if you weigh 250 pounds right now and you're not like Bowman or Willis, I'm like, ugh. I want a guy to like high 230s. I want running. Now, Warner's probably, I'd guess, 240. He's about the high end. And he's by far just like their prototype middle guy. But I, I like guys to run, cover, move, play in space. I, doesn't that help against Russell? Just because like he, the, the holes cover up pretty quickly when these guys come down from the second level when they drop back into coverage. You notice a lot of times those linebackers come down and they weren't just like, oh, this big stiff's going to miss. You know, they just kind of can break down in space and just make Russell a lot of times just slide or just kind of give up on the play. And that, that adds up to a lot of yards over the season. Like, that's one of the knocks on the Patriots when they played Lamar. It's like, well, Hightower and some of the guys they depend on are just – it's not prototypical their game. And even the Niners, like you could say, well, Lamar gave him trouble. But they at least could, like – you could tell athletically they belonged, you know. They just their scheme was a little off that day, but by the second half they had figured it out. They just have a really, really athletic front. They're really fast. I think that helps as you go to the uh, to the playoffs when you look at the teams you're going to play. Now, granted, you're I would imagine I don't want to call it a lock, but I'd say the, the game I'm most confident of is Kirk Cousins not going to go to the dome and win. So if the Saints win, you're playing the Philly Seattle winner, which, you know, I think they, I think whoever won that game, I think you get a game kind of look a little bit like this, because both, yeah. both of them yeah. will throw some haymakers, right? Both of them are wired the same. You're just gonna have to kill them. Yep, they're gonna play those two. They're gonna play a game that looks like this, right? Philly and Seattle. You know, today, Seattle, or the Philadelphia Eagles. Brandon Graham got hurt. He had to go to the locker room. And they announced on television, he only went to the locker room because the line for the blue tent was too long. They had so many injuries today. Brandon Brooks, you know, the anxiety guy, their best guard, he got hurt guy on a PAT. Dislocated his shoulder on a PAT. On a fucking PAT. He goes down, he can't move. Uh, Miles Sanders got got hurt in mid-game, never comes back. They won a game today with a guy named London Scott. I mean, they, if, honestly, they, they, these two teams are mirror images. They're playing with players who are like, the only difference is Seattle re-signed a famous guy. Like, they could have done the equivalent of, like, their London Scott. Like, Billy Haberman from, like, uh, West Virginia, who hasn't been in the league in four years. Like, that's just what these teams are playing with right now. And they're still, like, you're watching them, you go, God, these, they got a lot of heart, man. Because like, you watch the Redskins or like the Raiders or the Browns when they're in that position, that's like their two-win teams. You know, it's like, oh, my God, this is a tough watch. You watch like winning cultures, and Belichick's the highest level of this. And I think Seattle and Philly probably right under that just because they haven't done it quite as long. I mean, Seattle's Seattle just hasn't been in this position to do it with the randoms for this long. Philly's kind of been doing it now for two years with some major injuries. I think you just start believing, like – because you and I and most fans, next man up is kind of bullshit. We're like, oh, my God, say that again. But I think in the locker room, once you win a couple times the next man up, you're like, fuck, we're just we're – we're the Philadelphia – we're the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to – we beat the Niners every time we play them. As long as we got Russ and Bobby Wagner and Pete, we're – step up. You know, Billy Lockett or whoever's next. The little guy from Hawaii that looks just like Tyler Gino, Lockett. Gino Rochella. Who is yeah. this guy? I mean, 
I don't even blame them for calling it wrong because I thought, oh my God, they're going to keep throwing to the locket. Then I realized Lockett got hurt on the play before. But when you watch him get hurt, you're like, what could he possibly have hurt? He just kind of slipped. He didn't really look that bad. Jimmy Ward had the classic like uh, NBA ankle well, roll where you're like, oh, that hurt. Yeah, it looked I, – yeah, I was glad it came back because it looked like one of those – if he's leaving for that, it probably just scares you. It, it um, always is a big freak out. I mean, the significant – like, I think tonight's a great example too, John, of just why does home field matter? Well, tonight's a great example. Somebody just tweeted at me, like, the, it shouldn't have been that close. It's like, yeah, well, fuck, it was. So what? They won. But ideally at home, maybe it doesn't end up that close. But this was – I mean, they are. I think they're better than a, a millimeter better than the Seahawks. But if you got to play the Seahawks in Seattle, it might be an even football game. See, so this you. was a great example. I'm with you. I, to me, that oh. shouldn't be so close. I I can't even take that seriously. Like, it, no, it should have been. That's what happens when you play up in Seattle. That's why. It, that's why it would have been a devastating loss. It would have been a devastating loss. But I I completely understand why it's so close. That place is bananas. Place is bananas. The place just feels like yeah, they're gonna win. See, you just feel like, oh, Seattle's going to win. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it's like Tiger playing the back nine of Augusta with a lead. You just think, oh, he's going to win. You just, yeah. They, you, would, you would think that they were going to win. Like, let's say, you know, this final game had been flexed. They were playing the Patriots. Let's just, but it was the same situation. It's like New England had to win and, and, uh, or Kansas City, whoever Seattle would have played. You would have felt the same thing. Yeah, they just, they hung around. That's, you know why, guy? That's what they do. What they do, John? The the uh, so every team in this division has won the division in the last five years. Now, that's pretty nuts. I do Good. think the Rams won it back to back years. There has Seattle been a the couple. Before, I'd, say the, the year before I'd that. say the difference. Well, I mean, I guess the Niners have a lot, had a lot of different turnover of quarterbacks too. Because I was going to be like, well, that's like three coaches ago for the Cardinals, but I mean, it is what it is. You know, Carson Palmer. Yeah, I mean, Bruce but, Arians. Hunter I mean, yeah, they, they 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 won it twice a decade ago. They won it twice. I mean, they're clearly fourth in the division, but it's just it's crazy that the Seahawks, like in the midst of the Seahawks run, everyone else has also won the division, and they just keep being the Seahawks despite the fact that they don't win the division. It's it's crazy. Well, this is doesn't um, this speak to why I think everyone and you and I and people even. If you're a Niner fan, you respect Seattle. Like, this was – they didn't win the division this year, but what did they do? They didn't win the division last year. What did they do both times? Playoffs. Playoffs. Right. Going to the playoffs. Right. You know? I, I mean, I the Lions – someone's already probably tweeted them. If you had to guess right now the Lions, Seattle at Philly, like Philly minus one or something? Philly favorite? Uh, Again, they lost like I seven think players again I, today. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Philly's favored. I have not seen it, but I'm going to guess they're favored. But by less than three, so it's not even really favored at home. That game the last is- two teams, by the way, John, to go 13-3 and three and win the NFC West have been gone to the Super Bowl. Who did it last year? The Rams? Rams, and then the, the Seahawks, when they won the Super Bowl, were 13-3. and three. Think about this. The Niners weren't, but do we have three NFC teams that are thirteen and three? 
Because the Packers are 13-3 and the Saints are 13-3, right? Uh, Yeah. That's another thing I saw Bree say today. He's like, you know, you th- or maybe it was either Bree's or Peyton. And they're like, you know, you think when you go 13-3, and you're a lock to get a bye. And you could tell. Like, it wasn't were- Rodgers that said that? But they, they got it. No, I'm just saying, like, but he knows. Yeah, but he got like like their thirteen and three feels differently than the other two. 13 yeah, to and me, threes. but they kind of knew like, yeah, we might not get it. They're like, you know, we just beat the shit out of this team. We're thirteen and three. We've had one of the best seasons we've had in the last ten years, and a home field buy is out of our control. Like that's like the Niners feels right. I feel like the Packers don't really feel right. Like if if you, that's what I'm saying. If, if, if this was uh, the NCAA the tournament and we seeded it. There's the Packers would not be the two seed, right? The Saints would be in every committee. I took committees like I just gathered five sports fans in every area except Wisconsin. They would all pick the Saints to get a buy, and somehow the Packers have it. I, I don't even get how they got it, but they got it. I, it yeah, I, I actually knew because someone te- it was like conference. One of their losses was against an AFC team, so they only had two NFC losses, and the Saints had three. Mm-hmm. But I, there's no the Saints, human being. Since we're talking about point, that's watched the both teams and thinks the Packers are better. It's just not possible. No, well, their point differential is almost half of the Saints. It's just I, I, I was watching the game this morning and I kept thinking like, listen, I'm not gonna. You can't diminish 13 and three. You're the head coach, and they were coming off you know four or five wins, whatever last year. But I don't feel that great. Of like, what is lo- like? I know what Kyle does. I know what Sean Payton does. I know what Andy does. I know what Belichick does. I know even Pete. Like he's not calling shit, but he's just motivating. <laughs> you know, he's he's rallying the gusto. I don't have any goddamn clue what Lafleur is doing. None. I mean, none, guy. Uh, you could argue of, of by far the worst coach going into the NFC. The Packers have Peterson, Super Bowl champ. Pete, Super Bowl champ. Zimmer, old curmudgeon, but I'd take Zimmer. He's just a more dynamic. I know what he's doing. I don't know what LaFleur's doing. I, I don't know. Besides giving Rodgers Christmas off and getting hugged in the locker room after. Like, I, and there's something to be said for that. It keeps the guy happy because he can get a little edgy. But I, I, don't, I don't even feel that confident that he's calling the place. But I think Rodgers in a good place. I could see like one of the guys with the Packers are like, man, you can't keep saying that, like taking the shots that you just – just, just let him say he calls the plays or whatever. We're paying you eight, we paid you eighty million dollars the last calendar year. Just do this for us. Because if you told me that Rodgers has called every single one of their plays all season long, I'd believe you. Wouldn't you? Uh, no, because I've seen him mad enough that I know he's mad at somebody other than himself. Like there was a clip today. Somebody caught him. The lip, the lip reading was him on the bench, mad, saying that was a shit play. Well, he didn't call that one then. You're right. I know that. Okay, but, how about this? Like, but has I, called out of a lot of like, gotta play, and then like, fuck this, I'm doing, we're doing this. Yeah. And what? Totally. Floor ain't gonna say shit. Um, you know, I I think when you're in the position the Niners are in, we'll have plenty of time to talk about this now. But when you're in the position they're in, thirteen and three, the one seed, you go, it's all gravy from here. But but just think about the way they would lose. And tell me if it would actually feel like gravy. Well, if they lose to Seattle at home, do you feel like that's gravy? No. No. <laughs> if they lost to Green Bay at home, you'd be like, 
the team whose ass we kicked? No. Philly, no. New Orleans, you lose to them at home? That's the only team that could be. And Minnesota, certainly not. Okay, I, I got to take for you. you. You have to win that first game. Then after that, I, yeah. I don't know if you can complain that much. Because that means that you No, get you can't win. complain, but... I, you got to win that first yeah. game. You win that first game, I'll listen to your complaints, depending on how it looks or whatever. But I do think right, after you right. get a couple days to breathe, you, I, I think now, for this thing not to be a, a playoff failure, you got to... At minimum, you got to be one and one. Again, for, for them not to make the super... Think about this. Just say this out loud before we... We're going to have a lot to talk about in the next couple weeks. For them not to make the Super Bowl guy, they're going to have to lose at home. Think about that. For them not That's to make what, the Super Bowl, I, they're going to have to lose at home. <laughs> I've thought about it. That's why I'm telling you. You say it's it, it, in, in theory it's gravy, but then you start going to the scenarios and you're like, none of this feels like gravy. Can they just win the Super Bowl? Well, yes. You want to go to Miami? Eh. You don't? Well, I mean, you. I could be talked into it. I might. At this moment, do I want to go to Miami? I kind of do. Radio Row doesn't. Yeah, I wouldn't do Radio It Row. doesn't do anything for me. Um, but look, I mean, they are not. There's only two things. That, there's three things that can happen. They blow somebody out. They beat somebody close. They lose a heartbreaker. That's the only three things that can that are going to happen. That one of these things is going to happen. Say that again. All right. Either, either, they're, either they're going to blow somebody out, which I can see like against Philly, them winning by like twenty. You know, Philly just doesn't have enough. They they have a bloodbath game against Seattle. Let's say they lose like thirty to ten or something like that. Whether they win one game or two, each one of those games they play has three scenarios. They blow them out. They win like they did tonight, or like they did in New Orleans, or they. They lose by they lose close. Like if it ends for them, it is not going to be one that has anybody walking because they're too good, John, to lose in any other way than a way that would be totally gut wrenching. The way the Saints lost to them, like that's how it's going to look if it happens, and it's not going to feel like gravy. It's just not. They're too good. I agree. They're too good. I agree. I I think the one loss, like if they lost in a tight game to Saints. I think it would be understandable. I think that's the. I think that's probably the only game. I think losing to Seattle mm-hmm. or Philly would be a huge kick in the dick. Seattle would be even more than Philly in the sense that, like, God damn, they just you just beat this fucking. You finally got over the hump a week ago, and Philly would be totally. like, Is Doug Peterson a better coach than Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> you know, it, it, that, that you got to win that first game. That, that's not thinking too far, but that's. That's not even an option. You have to win that first game because we already know the teams. It's gonna be it's gonna be Kirk Cousins, a Seattle team, or a Philly team. With the think about this, just say this out loud: the Eagles have more injuries than Seattle, and they have a less proven coach or quarterback. It actually is a little scary, though. I don't really, I don't really want to see Seattle again if I'm the Niners. Would you want to see? I mean, if given the choice between them and would Philly, you, I'd would you want to see Philly. the fight in Rosemans? Yeah, I'd rather play Philly, wouldn't you? Yeah. See if Howie would come on that week. I mean, is Seattle going to go on the road win in Philly? Be like, God damn. Then they come back feeling like they owe you one? Well, well, I'd say this. If they go on the road to win in Philly, they kind of just get a free shot, right? What would you say the point spread in that game would be? Like six or seven? 
Them in San Francisco? Yeah. Niners coming off a bye. Let's say they win a close game in Philly. Yeah, I, I think less. Six. Five and a half. Tonight was four. I guess it was it was three earlier today. Maybe maybe it didn't go up. Actually, it was three. You're right. Okay, maybe it would be six. I, I just think. But I wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. They just played two great games. Yeah, right. they, what have the totals been of both games? They won the first game by three. The Niners won this by five. So the point differential in the two games has been a total of two points. <laughs> you're right. You'd be crazy to put it at seven. But, like, the Niners are at home. They should be seven points better. Like you said. And this was 13 to nothing. Yeah. But that's not – that's it should have, would have, could have. <laughs> uh, all right, before we move on, John, let's tell the people about Ease at EaseWellness.com, Ease.com, or EaseWellness.com. The promo code is HAM. Promo code HAM, guy. Ease.com, pre-rolls, vapes, bath bombs, edibles. Love a good upper and a downer with the edibles. They have it all. Check it out. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Best cannabis delivery in the biz, guy. In the biz. Ease.com, promo code HAM. And then also our friends at EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, CBD, Really good for you. I, I would imagine, you know, like in baseball celebrations, everyone is just going apeshit. The Niners celebrate. I didn't even really look. The Niners look exhausted. You know, they, they might need some CBD after this thing. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. Get your CBD. Yep. Ease.com gets you the delivery uh, once you've gone online, verified the age, make sure it's delivered in your area, delivery within hours. And EaseWellness.com is the nationwide cbd shipments within a couple of days promo code ham gets you uh, 20 bucks off that first delivery of over 50 if you've already used it share it with your friends um all right i just finished watching the raider game i uh, keep an eye on it i i saw the uh security guard getting carted off john doing the fist pump to the crowd and one of the broncos players came over and gave him a, a handshake uh what a highlight <laughs> What a highlight! Man, that guy—he looks so embarrassed. I felt I give him a lot of credit for just doing the. I do think the wave I do fans. think that sucks. Being a security guard, you blow out your ACL. I mean, trying to catch a fan—that sucks. It might have been even worse than ACL because they had like a full air cast on it. Yeah. It might have like broken a yeah, fibula looked, or something. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. It looked pretty bad. Uh, That's why they. So say this old is how pe- it ends, old John. People, old people do not play. Pick up hoops. Do not play flag football. Bones, ligaments, rip and break. I'm ret- I retire. Yeah, put from these everything. guys in cleats. Uh, this is how it ends for the Raiders. They uh, they've lost five of six. Went for two to try and win the game. Whatever. Guy, they, guy, they went. They, they were six and four and ended up seven and nine. So that would they end the season one and five? Yep. Is my math correct? Six and four. Yeah, one. yeah. Lost lost five of six. I mean, not that it mattered in the end. I mean, I, I wouldn't they, – they're better off not winning the game when it comes to draft. They're drafting 12th, which if you told me 7-9, and nine, I I would have thought like, oh, they might be drafted 16th or something. But I think so many teams – Could have been a lot worse. A lot of teams this year were kind of crumbled in the – because what's kind of crazy is they went 7-9, and nine, the Bears went 8-8, eight and eight, and obviously they had the Bears pick. The Bears pick's not till 19. It's a weird year for the draft because I kept like, how does this add up? I haven't really – dove into it you're right I, I kept thinking like yeah. seven and nine they got pretty lucky i think there were just a lot of seven and nine teams there were like the falcons are seven and nine the jets and are they seven have and the nine. worst but the falcons have the worst seven and nine pick at 16 through whatever tiebreakers you, you have like the, the jets are seven and nine what do they have they're at 11 
So there's a huge group at seven and nine. Yep. It doesn't feel like a lot of the seven and nine teams. Like, are any of these teams good? <laughs> you know, this is. I like, was. It's funny you say that. I like, was thinking seven that today, and nine man, usually like, can kind of be respectable. Like, oh, you know, they're remember no. the Raiders Del Rio's first year. Like that was a seven and nine team that you felt like okay, that's just, what a seven and nine. They got some need a couple more pieces, but they're kind of close. Like they were going to be a. I don't. Which one of these seven and nine teams, including the Raiders, you're like that's a playoff team next year. I, doesn't that usually? Feel I was what thinking a seven about it in the morning. Is? Yeah, I was thinking about it in the morning because I'm like, are the Browns going to be seven and nine? No. And the Jets and the Raiders and the Col- like the, the well, Colts I, got beat I, to get to seven and nine. I, I would say the, the, Buc- to, me, like, to me, the Colts are a team that like okay, like next year they add a couple pieces, they stay a little healthier, they can go ten and six. Maybe you know what? You don't I, like I don't the Colts know. I'm out on me. them. Like, no, I'm I'm out on they. They need I, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I I uh, I, I, the Bucks I guess are seven I, and nine. They would. But the point the, is, I'm with you. The team, wouldn't they? You'd be like, James comes back. They get uh, the guys healthy. Arians, another year. Maybe the Falcons? Well, Dan Quinn is not getting fired now. So, yeah. I, you'd probably pick one of those I don't know, but, but the original point is you're right. Anyway, the Raiders, John. Well, Hunter Renfro did make great catch to almost win the game. He and made a couple nice, really. Yeah, he, he, made, he had to wrestle that other ball, too, that was like a 50-50 ball. I'll give him credit on this. That the Broncos thought was a pick. He, you know, that someone did the picture again today. It was side by side. Odell Beckham catching a touchdown. Him in that, like, T-shirt at his dorm, like at Clemson. And it just said, these two people had the same amount of touchdowns this season, four. And he just quoted it like, is this ever going to end? I think he's kind of being sarcastic. It is kind of funny. But he is like, you know, someone tweeted, the Raiders led the league this year with rookie touchdowns of 17. You know, he had four. Uh, one of that tight end, Monroe, had a couple. Obviously, Jacobs had eight. I think he had a couple more receiving. But I, I just – the Raiders were the 7-9 and nine team where I go, what – is Derek back? Is Derek on this team next year? And I would say I have no clue. But I, I, we're at the point now where – like last year kind of made sense. Like what were they really going to do? They were in this weird year. Now it kind of looks like there are going to be some options. I'm, did you see that viral thing of Philip Rivers crying? You know, I think he kind of knows. Like, they just might not tag you. It just may be over here. And he's just like, yeah. if Rivers just saying, I get, like, he, it might be a free agent. Andy Dalton's going to be a free agent. Fucking Tom Brady might be a free agent. Like, those, John Gruden's taking those guys, maybe not Dalton. Well, you never know. I mean, Gunther's been around him. But Brady or Rivers, and people are like, Rivers? Yes, he would take Phillip Rivers and get rid of Derek Carr. He will do that because <laughs> it won't cost him it. He could just get rid of one guy and sign another guy for, like sign Rivers for $25, 30000000 million. Derek, that's what Derek makes. Or maybe you have to spend a little bit more, but that will happen. Now, is that – who knows? Maybe Phillip Rivers would have other options. I don't know. But to me, you don't you – don't, your quarterback is not just 100 – like Derek ain't just settled. And then when you look around the rest of the team, you just go – yeah, they got Abram coming back off injuries. Cleveland Farrell kind of stinks. They got one good player in Max Crosby, who is good. We had another sack today. But you go, where's their other talent on defense? Now, the counter would be, well, Middlecoff, they got multiple first-round picks. That's true. But as we saw this year, they had three first-round picks, and only one of them really did anything because one guy goes down in week one, and the other guy just wasn't very good. And even Jacobs, for as great as he was, and I'm not – I was saying A.J. Brown, I think, is the offensive rookie of the year. 
That is, I'm not, that's middle class. I, I do troll. <laughs> but that was not a troll move. I, I'd be the first to admit, Josh Jacobs was fucking unreal when he played this year. But he got hurt. And he couldn't really play the last, like, month. Where A.J. Brown was the opposite. Started slow. And everyone's like, oh, well, where the fuck was he the first five or six games? Playing with Marcus Mariota, who got benched. And when they brought in the other guy, A.J. Brown has over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. And uh, he's on a playoff team. And that team played the Raiders, and that, that guy kicked your ass. So I, I just, I'm not, this isn't, I'm not trolling. But I just don't, I go, okay, Waller, great season. Waller had an awesome play today. But just mm-hmm. overall, I don't, like, they don't really just feel like this. The Raiders in 2015, Jack's first year, felt like a team trending. To me, this team is not trending. And like you said, in my math, five of the last six games. Like, that's not trending. You guys sucked toward the end. And I, someone tweeted me this yesterday. Well, the the why you keep saying the Raiders can't be better next year? The Niners suck last year. Yeah, their quarterback was out. That's the thing. Like you had Derek Carr the whole time. Now, if you told me they got Rivers and made some, maybe they could be better. Maybe they keep Derek. But I, I'd be a little shocked, honestly, if Derek's starting quarterback for Vegas. That's my gut feeling. Yeah, it does. It it does feel like there's going to be too many options for Gruden to do something. And don't they just different. feel like they need a little infusion of a shakeup of just life? It's not necessarily Derek's fault because you text me today. You're like, was he really good? And I was like, I, I just thought he kind of looked like Derek. And then you said he had 400 first, yards. It didn't feel like that. It was his first 300-yard game. It, look, they were 30. They were maybe the worst defense in the NFL. The right? Raiders, yeah. Yeah. But I'll give you an I'll, Gruden, I'll, by the way. I'll, I'll give you a better example, though. We talk about it's like trending. You know who else went 7-9? The team they lost or they beat them today. Well, you know why know. they feel better? At the end of the game, after the guy tears his ACL, and a couple plays before, like it looks like, God, the Raiders might win this game, Elway comes down, and he's got a big shitting grin on his face, and he's, and he's hugging Locke, and he's like, maybe I found my guy. Well, you don't think they feel better about it? They have a young quarterback, which their guy drafted and they like, and he's actually just looks, he's got a big arm. You just go, there's something there to work with, Right. Kind of like Derek's first year. You go, I see some shit there, and then fans. Yeah, definitely more coach. so than more so than like Paxton Lynch, right? Oh yeah, I, I didn't the really like Drew Lock coming out of college. Now, granted, I only watched a couple Missouri games, but just my buddies in the league, they weren't that high on him. The four games that I've watched, you know, the pieces of just different games, and then today, I, you would be like, if I was evaluating as a scout, he would be, you know, a trending up young player that I'd be very intrigued with. Yeah. Which I just don't think the Raiders uh, have that. I, like, I, I, do you think Gruden likes Derek? I'm not taking personally or respects his work ethic. I'm just saying as a player. I know he says all the right things, but do you believe him? Because I don't. I, I would think for a guy like Gruden who, you know, coaches, uh, you, you have to act as a coach. Like you don't love all the things that Brett Favre does, but Gruden at his heart loved all the things Brett Favre did, right? Like Gruden's, um, I think personality is a match with kind of that gunslinger mentality. I think it's got to bother him. But Gruden's a little conservative at heart too, because Jimmy Durkin no, tweeted know, out that thing about three hundred yard games. Gruden's record with quarterbacks over three hundred yard games in his career are pretty bad. Yeah, Times look, I, I just think but... he, I just think he fundamentally is a guy that wants something to happen on every play. And I think there are a lot of plays in the pass game where nothing happens. Where they just and you go, 
are, are all these plays just duds? Are they all just covered up so well? Or is this like, is it, why that, are we throwing the ball away all the time? Don't you think a lot, like, was that a screen? I didn't really see the running back. Was Derek just throwing at their feet? Like, what? what? I, I know when a screen gets fucked up, it's pretty easy to see. The Raiders have a lot of, I think a screen got fucked up, but I'm not sure it's a screen. They, that happens like three or four times a game. Do you agree with that? Like, that play where you're like, was there just one option there? Derek yeah. just quit on the play? Yeah. What do we got going on here? I watch a lot of football. I just so, don't see that play happening much where the quarterback just like gives up. It's one thing when the screen happens and it gets taken up, you just eat it. But Derek eats it where it feels like there looked like there were other routes. Gruden was wearing a uh, NFL combine pullover today for the game. I just saw his press conference because his Raider jacket was open, his top layer, and his second layer was like a zip-up. Combine. NF- and it had the combine logo on it. So he's, ready, he's getting ready for the combine. Well, Symbolic, I think. You, don't, you want to know the other big variable here? Hmm. When Gruden first got here that first year, one thing became abundantly clear by the end because he was fired. John didn't care what Reggie said or thought. Then when he got Mike, there is a learning, you know, out period. But think about this draft class. Led the team, you know, touchdowns. Clearly their draft class has been very impactful. And Mayock played a big role in that. I mean, Gruden even talked about, remember those videos going viral, of them on the phone with guys after they drafted him, like, Mad Max. Remember Gruden handed him the phone. He's like, Gruden's been tell or Mayock's been telling me about you. Like, and those guys were good. I don't know. I've heard things that Mayock's never been a big car guy. I'm not talking like after the draft. I I think he kind of liked them coming out. I'm just saying by the time he got to the Raiders, what he thought about them, I would imagine watching this season, I don't think Mayock's like thinks he's some star. That Let's just, if I give you a hypothetical, that Mayock doesn't want him anymore. It's not his decision, but it's going to be finally a voice that Gruden respects telling him something and pushing for something that might not be good for Derek. Because everyone before with Reggie was pro-Derek. And there were a couple shots. I don't know if you saw, like, did you see the ones where they showed, like, Mark Davis in the press box? I saw, I did see a couple Mark Davises, yeah. just if you're him, like, are you right Having fun, look like. Yeah, but it's like, if if Gruden wants to cut him, I don't think Mark would care. Like, do whatever you want to do. You know, it's not like Mark's, like, in bed with Derek. It, like, uh like a Dan Snyder would be, or, you know, just people, certain owners are with certain quarterbacks. Like, do whatever you want to do. I, I just don't know where Derek's yeah. support comes. If Mayock's out, Marks doesn't give a shit, and let's just say Gruden's kind of indifferent, unless he goes, okay, Mike, if we can find a better guy, then he's gone. And the, I think the scary thing is there are some guys that would be just better. You know, especially, you know, Rivers. You could argue that Rivers this year, like, is not as good, but I don't know if Gruden thinks that. We've already talked about We think Gruden uh, would immediately yeah, like I, Phillip Rivers over Derek Carr. Yeah. I just think it just at minimum just to try something different. Gru- um, Rivers did try to justify, like, with his tears. He's like, you know, guys, down 10. I'll throw that ball into double coverage. You know, I don't care if the – yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, Philip. I, I mean, I wouldn't use that. Don't try to justify your picks. You threw that right to Honey Badger. He picked you up. Like, it's, just, it's just a bad. We've been pass. watching. Yeah, we we get it, man. I just just talk about how much you care. I, I, you'll get me in tears. But when you're trying to like justify your picks, Philip, now I've se- I've watched a lot of you somehow just because your games are always on our fucking televisions. You throw a lot of picks where I don't think you're just. This is this is all for the guys. No, you're just that's a terrible pass, Philip. 
He he had a lot. Uh, I don't know look, what his total was, but if I had to guess, Rivers through what would you guess? How many touch or picks Rivers through this year? Sixteen. See, I was going to guess like twenty-four. Sixteen feels way low, guy. Way low. I would be shell shocked if it's under twenty. INTs this season. Uh, 18. But here's the thing. He threw 21 touchdowns. That's part of why it would kind of look weird. He just... Carr threw 23. 21 touchdowns. Rivers didn't have a great year. Not a lot. No, well, 23 is not good. Uh, Let's do some headlines here, John. Like 10 10 minutes of headline. Let's rattle through some headlines. Biggest headline of the day outside of the Niner, outside of anything we've talked about. It's got to be the Patriots losing to the Dolphins, right? Yeah, the domino effect of the Chiefs winning and them not getting the first time guy they haven't had a home field bye since two thousand nine. Wow, two thousand nine, where you and I were living in Fresno at the time. Think about that. That's a pretty historic run. Will that ever be? You were will not. That ever be you were not again? NFL scout, John Middlecoff. Yeah, ten years. Yeah, ten years of home Eight field buys. No, ten. Ten years. Well, oh nine, they didn't have a bye. Is that what you're yeah, saying? So, so 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So nine years. Nine years. Home field buys. Nine straight years of a bye. Yeah, that's I'm wild. not going to go DiMaggio hit streak, but that feels pretty unlikely. For, for like, put it into context, the Chiefs, this is their second year in a row with two buys. Like, do they have seven more? Like the pa- the Packers Niners their first time the the Ravens first like think about it it's just divisions are too that's good a, I mean, that's just impossible. too positive the league doesn't football doesn't work like that do you think dynasty's over I mean it's been declared over so many times that I'm not I don't want to go over but, but clearly for the first time like even Patriot fans would be like we're showing chinks in the armor right now today is no you couldn't because today they don't. When do they lose today, guy? They never lose today. Yeah, I, no, it's the interception that Brady oh threw to make God. it nothing to Eric Rowe. When does he do that? It was really weird because it looked like he panicked. Do you? Th- did you? There was a report a couple days ago that Eli Manning's not going to like pimp himself out, like try to get a starting job and compete. Like he's just going to retire. Probably helps. He's got two sixty in the bank. You know, for taxes, I don't know. He probably has a minimum, like, he has an account with, like, $75 million in it. So, it's like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, I just, watching Tom, I didn't watch it live. I mean, we were on the radio Friday, but just by the time I got home, I went to dinner on Friday night and just watching all those clips of Tom with, with Bill, you know, on that NFL 100. When he gets talking about football, you just, like, I... I have a hard time thinking, even if it gets kind of ugly. Let's say they get, let's say they get bounced Saturday afternoon or Saturday night by the Titans, which by the ten, by Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill, and the Tennessee. Titans. I don't think it's inconceivable though. They have the leading rusher in the league. They got the offensive rookie of the year. Vrabel just kind of knows their deal. Let's just they're tough. It would be an upset. I mean, I, the, the line ain't eight, guys. It's four and a half. So let's say they lose that game, and Tom just has a couple more Eric Rowe type plays in that game. I think a lot of people would be like, Tom, you know, just maybe just go out. Like, I have a hard time seeing him just go I out. No chance. But I could see, I, like I could see Bill like. Not when they just won the Super Bowl last year. You know? It's not like it's been six years since they it just won it. 
less than a year ago. That's to what me, he's it's thinking. one it's thing like to lose year, the Chiefs I wanna... or the, the Ravens is another thing for the Titans to beat you. I know. I'm just. This is why I you asked you today. Do you think the Titans beat them? Because I do. Am I crazy? I don't know. I'm. I don't. I'm not. Sh- I wouldn't be shocked by it. They're not playing well. They just lost to the Dolphins. But they haven't been playing well. I think really since like the well, first half of the season. This is why I asked you a couple days ago. You thought I was crazy. Like, would Bill have replaced Tom with Jimmy at some point this year if he still had Jimmy? Um, I I just think it becomes such a shit show he, when he's done it before. It was never. You, you don't – I don't even think there's an NFL context. It would be like benching 98 Michael Jordan because he's off. You know, it's just – because you're – didn't he win the MVP? Did he win the MVP last year? Did he win the MVP? Did he? I think he might have. He definitely won it within the last two years. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 I don't even think he should retire. Like, that's my – like, I, I don't think he should. And he won't. No, is he going to go play for the Raiders? He won- Can the Patriots get a better no, quarterback? Right. He won the MVP in 2017. I got no, I don't even know who won the MVP last year, but uh, Jared Goff, Mahomes. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he just threw 50 touchdowns. Um, J- Jameis guy to join the 30-30 club. Yeah, yeah. He didn't just join the 30-30 club guy. The game ended. The game ended. On a Jameis Winston pick six to Deion Jones. Ended the game. Like, it's just, it was meant to happen. He was meant to get 30-30. And, and it, so that was his last his pass. His last pass of the season, the last play of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season. They asked, I saw they asked Bruce Arians. They go, do all the picks, you know, cloud your evaluation of them this offseason? <laughs> He's like, well, they sure don't help. You know, they're not, they're not like because Jameis after the game guy. I, so let me see if I can find it. It's I, I can't. I I can't even describe to you the press conference he gave after the game of kind of justifying. Well, this was, it. I didn't realize it was overtime that the Bucks and Falcons were at OT. I didn't know that either. It was overtime. Yes. Do you know how many followers SportsCenter has on Twitter? Oh, 36 man. million. Okay, here it is. Listen. We, we all know. Okay. Come on. I guess we, we know what we got to fix. There's no reason for me to be specific. You, know? you look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. You know, I got to stop giving the ball to the other team. All right? All right that's it's not a trick question. Do you worry that these turnovers will, will be a reason why they don't bring you back here? That that that's the last thing on my mind. I'm 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 focused on how I can get better because uh, I know I eliminate those. I, I'm gonna be the best. So that's that that that's bar none. Uh, you better you better check your check your sheet. You know I eliminate those. I'm gonna be the best. J- J- Jameis, I, I at first I kind of defended him the first time I watched. Now granted I was watching TV when I listened to that. Just listening to it now, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Jameis, you threw thirty fucking picks. Seven pick sixes. Like, I, I was laughing at Rivers. I was like, God, guy, you, you said he threw 16 picks. I think he threw 25. He threw 18. And it, it felt like no no human watched a Rivers game this season without seeing picks. He threw 18. You threw 30. And he's acting like it's no big deal. That, that to me, is, as the, the scout in me, like, he might be toxic in the sense that, like, I don't even think he gets it, guy. 
Because I do think Philip gets it. Even though you could argue he doesn't, like, he kind of liked James a little bit. But Jameis is way worse than Philip. Like, 30 picks, seven pick sixes. That's. I, I, Just got to eliminate those. Is John. there even, a, is there even a context for that in sports? Like, what would. To, to also have a successful year? Because he did throw 31 touchdowns. He threw all these yards. And you watch him, like, he is an I'm, explosive player, but. It'd be like, like striking out. Well, I always say no, but, the, that, but that's what I was going to say. But the problem is strikeout. The negative of a strikeout is not as big as the negative of an interception. No, because if you get if you get two hits every other game, like those strikeouts aren't that big of a deal. Like you get picks. Have you ever talked to a coach ever once in your life, like leading into a game, where turnovers and turnover margin isn't like one of the first two things they say about like going into the game? You got to take care of the football. You got to not turn the ball over. I mean, it's just like, it's just of the cliches, because in football, the cliches are real. Run the ball, play defense, control the clock, which is run the ball, control, protect the football, not give fumbles and picks. Pick sixes, there is literally nothing worse than a pick six, because it's a non-offensive touchdown. You're throwing the ball to their defense, and they're taking that football and going into the end zone when their offense doesn't have the ball. Like, there's just... That's, he threw seven of those. As someone tweeted out today, it's like, Jameis, you gave 49 other points to the fucking teams. Because someone, like Raiders Beat, tweeted yesterday, he put Jimmy and Derek's stats next to each other. And once, they were kind of similar, like pass ratings or whatever, percent, you know, Jimmy was a little more accurate. Maybe Derek had been a little more accurate. But one number that was a major difference. Derek is, because he's like yeah, 70, Derek, and Jimmy was like 68. But Derek had 21 touchdowns. He must have thrown two today to get to 23. At 21, and Jimmy had 27. And a lot of people just tweeted, you know, below the tweet, like even like Raider Bill and all these Raider guys. Well, six touchdowns is a big fucking. That's 42 points. You know, like touchdowns. This, this is the point of the, the whole sport is to score. So if you're not scoring as a quarterback and you're throwing to the other team, it's why Matt. I don't even. <laughs> I, the, li- the game, those games are not the the the, the, the I'm, ag- I'm about to agree with you, John. But the games are have been those two played in totally different games. This yeah, one hundred percent. But I right. just listen. Is there a chance that Bruce just I can't do this? Yeah, I mean, here's I'm gonna everybody listening right now. Bruce get has up. been he, around some pretty small, like Palmer, Luck, Peyton. Like I, he's been around some really high level guys. Yeah, I just to me it's as simple as what's what would make him think he can eliminate the interceptions? What what could guy he every game like I mean a, a, an average game for him would be two. He had four and five pick games like that's. I, I wonder if you looked at like Joe Montana and again I get the sport and the rules are different but you could argue it was easier to pick it off because you're throwing it in these crazy areas. How many like Hall of Fame quarterbacks besides like Favre had four pick games? I mean, he did. I'm just looking like the last two years he started 16 games was 16 and 15, and he had 18 and 15 picks. Those so years. this, but he threw less touchdowns. Well, isn't part of Arian's offense is to let it rip? That's part of it. Yeah. So maybe he's not meant to let it rip offense because he's not a good decision maker. I'm gonna help if you guys want to win an office bet right now. Just write this down. Here's your trivia question to go bet somebody whatever you want to bet them. They can't answer this question. The top five passers in the NFL this year by yard, yardage. 
Who are they? Just yards. Just well, yards. He led it, right? The old, number one, Jameis Winston, over five thousand. Only guy over five thousand yards. So, ball. do you remember like not that long Two, ago? Hold get, on, let me just help people make this getting list. To the, Dak, getting to the fours was a big deal. Getting to like 33. Dak was two. So Jameis, Dak, Goff, Rivers, Matt Ryan. Those are the top five in yardage this year. I would have, beside Winston, only because it's been shoved down our throat, how well he's doing beside the picks, I, I don't think I would have picked any of those guys. So just go rewind this 15 seconds and then go win some money from somebody that they can't I got, I got a quick, five. here's another stat for you. Just if you're just okay. at the water cooler this week. It'd pro- I got like... I got like a minute and a half on this recording. Okay. Of space. Just go, just go. What was Sam Darnold's record post mono? Five. Oh, that's a good five one. Five and two. What? Five and two post mono. And Baker Mayfield. That's Baker a good Mayfield one. got his coach fired. Okay. Uh, blindsided, John. Freddie was blindsided by it. Okay, guy. Travels home safe. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, hold on. I got one okay. more for you. Ron Rivera to Washington was the report out of NBC Washington. They've hired him? No, 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 but that's that it's going to happen. I saw that Schefter, so. tw- someone tweeted that he's going to interview probably with like Cleveland and New York too. Like You'd go to Washington over those other jobs? I'd rather take the – would you rather take the Cleveland job? None of those jobs are great. I sort of right? say that out loud. If I'm, if I'm Ron, I try to get Jerry's number and text him. Hey, man, are you available this week? <laughs> I don't yeah. want any of those jobs. Actually, the Giants would be yep. – Okay, see you tomorrow. All right, uh, two o'clock can be our Pacific. Yeah. Two you to can, six. You we'll can stream it. I heart, Brent, Ra- I heart radio. Just type in six eighty. I heart radio. Type yeah, in like t- or just go to their download the, if you're da- the download the I heart ra- app because everyone just consumes through a phone. Just download the I heart app and just type in like six eighty and can be comes up and you just stream it. Okay, it's the easiest way for all millennials. That's how I listen. Peace. Got it. Later. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.